Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. The first post-2022 World Cup Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig. I'm joined by Paul Doolan. Hello. And Dave Watson. Hi, Japs. Sorry, I was distracted by my beer on a coaster. It looked like it was going to, you know, stick to the bottom of the cup. Glass, pint. Hi. Hi. Could you describe it in more detail, please? (laughs) (laughs) It sounds thrilling. (laughs) Speaking of thrilling, um, it, it, it feels like an odd time to be doing this podcast for like a number of reasons. It's it's very close to Christmas. I guess that's not an unusual in of itself. But uh, yesterday was quite possibly the best football match of all time. <laughs> happened yesterday. Uh, well, you now say that, in... but remember me and you were in the crowd for the Newcastle uh, Carabao Cup game away at Crystal Palace. <laughs> That was nil nil and ended in penalties. So let's not throw away, throw around things like that. True. Well, I was going to say that now is the time that we're going to turn our attention to the Carabao Cup. It feels like an odd time. I'm not ready to think about. I've got no enthusiasm, enthusiasm at all, for thinking about Newcastle United right now. I know that I'm currently hosting a podcast, presumably <laughs> listened to by people who are ready to be enthusiastic about Newcastle United. I'm sure I'll get into it again. I know you two feel differently, probably particularly you, Dave. But at the moment, I I just don't think there's anything better than tournament international football. I I just think it's so much better. I, I know, Dave, you're giving me funny faces, but I can I can make my case. Go on, you make your case against. Um, I have no interest in international football whatsoever. I think the majority of the competition is flat track bullies being flat track bullies. And the minute it gets to knockout competition, then there's, I prefer the FA Trophy, the FA Cup, the League Cup, the Coppa Italia, like club teams is a higher standard than international sides. And I'm not English, not properly. 
Oh, what are you then? Half Scottish, <laughs> half English. Half Scottish, half English. Yes, I think Paul's the same. <laughs> so, <laughs> who do you support in the cricket? Um, I think that I was thinking about it this morning. Like, why do I love it so much? Despite the World Cup being so morally indefensible this season, it's it's so different to club football in the sense that all the players, or most of them, there are some exceptions, I imagine, they're not doing this for money. Every footballer in club football, or most footballers in club football, are only really playing for the club who pay them the most, right? They'll kiss the badge or whatever, but they're, they're playing for the, the decisions, the choices that they make in terms of what club they're going to play for are about money and their career. Yeah, right? I don't think it's all money. I, don't, I think a lot yeah. of players go and play for Pep rather than going to play in like Saudi Arabia where they can get higher wages because they know what's that's, better for their career. There's sport reasons. But it's, it's, it's like... It's essentially selfish reasons, right? I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but that's and 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 also the clubs that do the best these days are the ones with whichever club has the most evil owners will probably do the best because they've got yes. the most money. Yeah. Come on, because <laughs> it's a competition of who's got the most money, and like and even when we do win things, mm-hmm. Newcastle one. If England ever win anything, I know that if I am in England at that point, I will be able to open my front door and hear streets of people cheering. Because I don't live in Newcastle, I will open my front door in South London if we ever win anything and hear nothing (laughs) but sirens. But sirens and stabbings. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And the players who win it for us, most of them, you know, they won't be bad people, but they would have, they'll be playing for us because we pay them the most money. Or, they were, I... or, because, or because they decided we had the best chance of them winning a trophy. Come on, if we get in the FA Cup final and Miggy Almiron scores the winner and you see mm-hmm. that smile, you're not going to think, oh, well, he's just doing it because we're paying him more money than anyone else. No, of and course not. It, it would mean more like, to me. Yeah like to enjoy Miggy Almiron having that kind of narrative or that journey than it would for most of the, than Harry Kane scoring the winning goal in a World Cup final. Yeah. It would be a different feeling. I know exactly what you say. I'm I don't expect in that moment to be to be anything less than delighted if that moment <laughs> should ever come. I, just... I think like the modern footballer <laughs> makes his moves because Yes, yeah, some of them will will move because of the money, but a lot of them move to to play football to to get the opportunity to play football because they've got such a short career. They need to play football, so they'll move for that. They'll move like you were saying, Paul, for, to to work with a really good coach. But some of them, they've you know, they've got plenty of options, and they choose a club because it feels like the right club for them at the time. You know, it, it it's not all cash in fact i would argue that for premier league standard players it doesn't really matter if they go and play for brentford or crystal palace or 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 whoever it's more about the feel of the club because they'll get the same amount of money wherever they go 
Yeah, but it's it's not all cash. But the World Cup final yesterday, yes, there in terms of football, there have been games as exciting in domestic football over mm. you know, they happen every now and again. But it felt so momentous because of the size of the event and because of like Lino Messi and his career and what that meant. And he's someone who could have chosen to play for Spain, you know, when things were looking better for them. But he he's That's chosen true. to play for a country that, I mean, it's not like it's Norway, but like he's chosen, yeah. he plays for Argentina because that's his country. And then like for a whole nation, for it to mean so much to a whole nation, I find quite moving and it feels bigger. But don't you think, football to me. but sorry, um, don't you think that a lot of players who are playing for perhaps unfancied nations, like for example, Senegal did in, God, when was it? Whichever World Cup it was, all those players were play, playing for a move. They were they were dancing their best on the world stage to get a move. And you'll see after this World Cup, West Ham will fuck off and go and buy somebody that had a good World Cup. They will. They'll just go off and buy somebody who had a good World Cup. We've probably looked at players who've had a good World Cup because it's it's a way for them to increase not their cash but their cachet. Lionel Messi kept playing because he is one of the greatest footballers of all time. He wanted that World Cup. He wanted that to 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 have it. He wasn't doing it for the pride of Argentina, but for the pride of himself. And I've no problem sure, with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm sure it's both. But yeah, probably mainly like anyone, you know, yes. Here's an interesting one. Where would you rather be? Buenos Aires yesterday or Leicester the day they won the title? Buenos Aires yesterday. Oh, I can't I think I would rather be a Leicester fan that Which day. Is, I mean the key the key part of that question is you've just asked the question of where would you rather be? Buenos Aires or Leicester? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but n- not taking account the places. <laughs> just in football in terms only. Yeah. I would rather have been in Buenos Aires. Like uh, yeah. I think that would be absolutely fucking amazing. Yeah, I, I, have you been to somebody? <laughs> I have. I would rather be in, you know, Bradford. No, I think the. I'm not a, a massive fan of international football, but yes, the the unifying sense that a country winning something has on that country, totally understand it. It was like that with the the Rugby World Cup with um, Johnny Wilkinson being in a rugby town when that happened, we were up in Leeds and yeah, everybody was super excited about that, that, that result. I can understand it. However, club football is a higher standard. Club football is, um, it's, it means more to me. It means more to the fans. I believe like all these fans that have gone over to watch England. They are probably, Gillingham fans first and England fans. They're Lincoln fans and England fans. They're they're not they're not exclusively England fans. So the well, and of course they're not exclusively England fans. But I do I do think that the I don't I don't see myself becoming part of the England support army army. I, I don't enjoy that element of it, and I think that that 
I think England fans tend to the ones who are really into it and travel. I think a lot of them tend to not support Premier League teams, right? They come from yeah other part, other parts of the country with smaller yeah. teams. Yeah, I think all that happened is yesterday was an amazing game of football, but that doesn't make international football suddenly more exciting to me than club football. Yeah, I How still put it like... far lower down. I prefer. Oh, I would rather watch our championship games than England games. I would get more excited by those and more tense. Overall, how did you enjoy that World Cup? An England, than an England World Cup game? Yeah. An England me, knockout, the, yeah. a, a regular championship game. Versus Pretty, an well, England knockout World Cup championship game. I'd be more nervous about that going into it. I think me and Dave aren't as virulently nationalist as you. We've well, got, this is the thing. We've <laughs> not got the same artwork you've got up that uh, I've seen. That thing. We, we don't, don't have a flag in our bio. We don't want our country back the way you always say you want yours back. <laughs> we just. I just think it's odd how I'm in my minority opinion here. I don't like it. I, I yeah, it's, it's strange to me. But you always say you find it odd that you're in the minority in Britain. But you, yeah. you won't elaborate on what you mean by that. <laughs> Whereas me and Dave are a bit easier. And, I don't know. I don't feel that way. I mean, what I mean by that We've not got a problem with Meghan Markle. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we've got to stop talking over each other. What did you say? I said, we've not got a problem with Meghan Markle the way that you do. Look, do you want to imply that I'm racist anymore, Paul? Oh, I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) So, um, speaking of the World Cup, uh, our players, who made the biggest impact of the Newcastle United squad? No one in particular, right? Who played the most minutes? Fabian Shaw? Trippier, I think. Uh, yeah, I'd guess a Trippier, but I don't think anybody made a particular impact, no. No. Bruno. Did Bruno he, he came on maybe once or something? He got an assist, didn't he, I think? He did he didn't do a lot, but then um how do you pronounce it? Is it Tite or Chiche? whatever. He clearly favoured Fred over Bruno and you know. That's you, you can't play them both. It's not like it's not like you could have played Bruno from the start. And anyway, he's a young lad. He'll you'll get more chances. Share it's probably his last World Cup. Same for Trippier, and he didn't make Wilson, a, Say that again. Wilson too. Wilson's thirty years old. You can't imagine a thirty-four-year-old Wilson going to the next World no. Cup. No, but Trippier. He didn't embarrass himself, but at all. But he did get dropped. And probably yeah, possible, didn't he? It's sort of. It's not clear whether he got completely dropped or it was just Kyle Walker was always going to start when he was fit enough. Mm. Maybe. But I, I think th- yeah, Trippier think... didn't play particularly well. I I noticed that Trippier seemed to be playing a lot more of a contained role than he does at Newcastle, and. So he wasn't getting as much freedom to to run down the flanks as he would do with us. Yes, that's true. Uh, by the way, I, I should have said it at the intro. I've compiled a quiz. I'm going to do it after the break. I'm going to do a quiz for Dave and Paul. I'm excited about it. Um, so you know, just to leave you hanging on that, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you uh, one question before we go 
to the break. Uh, Andy Sheldon said, uh, tweeted us, he said, it's always been said you shouldn't buy players on the strength of a tournament. Do, but, but do you think we will next month? Who do you fancy us going in for? Who's Anyone? the one we've been linked with from Argentina that Howe was talking about today? What, Enzo Fernandez? I think so, yeah, the young midfielder. Yeah. It's already been... Didn't he, didn't he win young player of the tournament? Yeah, Howe's already said he'd cost too much. Yeah, his, his stock is so high. So I think it's really two questions, which is like, who do you think we've had a look at? And I would think that Ashworth and his team have had a look at all of the like all of the the key players pre World Cup, and the World Cup performances might have moved them up or down in a, in in our reckoning. In terms of who I would like to go for, that Josko Kvardiol um, from Croatia, centre back. He he looks super impressive. He looks like a real real good footballer. Um, the rest of it, I, I don't know. I don't. I didn't notice our key positions. To be fair, I only watched about four games of the World Cup. I just wasn't that invested. I think it's um, where our where we need to sign players the most. The Moroccan like holding midfielder whose name escapes me, Amrabat. I think it was Amrabat had a pretty amazing tournament, but I think. I sort of agree with the question, you shouldn't buy players on the strength of a tournament. Look at Denzel Dumfries, had another really good tournament, but then he is just a very good tournament player who's not up to the standard at club football. I think there's there's a lot of that. I don't think people will really do that anymore. I think that was, mm. I don't think smart clubs will. I think that was a thing of the past. I think El Hadjouf sort of ended that. Um, there was a load of them, was it? It was like Salif Chow and... A few others, like I think there were like three or four Senegalese players who made moves to Premier League. I can't believe you only watched about four games, Dave. That must be a lie to try and sound interesting. <laughs> like hand on heart, I watched two or three of the England games. I watched the World Cup final, and I I caught one another one, like another one, and I don't even remember it. I'm not bothered by international. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't watched care. either semi final. No, it's couldn't give a shit. Crazy. It was an, the World Cup final was amazing, an amazing game of football, full of narrative, full of drama. But the rest of it, I just couldn't give a shit. Oh, it's just, it just amazes me. I watched nearly every minute of every game, and I cannot remember the names of any players that I didn't previously know. So <laughs> I can't offer anything in, in that respect. There were so many good games. Argentina, Netherlands. You didn't watch Argentina, Netherlands? Doesn't Brazil, ring well. Croatia. I mean, these were m- much better football matches than you will have seen anywhere else this decade. They were like such good games. I'm not talking about quality in terms of, I'm talking about drama and excitement. But it's only drama if that excites you and if the stakes of international football well, mean football. anything to you. Well, it's yeah. different though. Club football. I feel much, we've been through this, haven't we? I just feel much higher stakes in any Newcastle game than any international game. Yeah. I like watching an underdog. I like watching the Morocco games and them sort of defying the odds. But in the same way, I like watching Brighton beat Man City. That's just so weird to me. 
well, so so strange. I think I think when one person is saying the other two people are just so weird. <laughs> I think a mirror might need to be wheeled in. <laughs> and you, uh, yeah. I come back on a point that Dave made earlier on because I just remembered. Talk about flat track bullies. I mean, mm-hmm. Argentina lost the first game of the tournament. Mm-hmm. Spain and Germany both. Like Spain won their first match 8 0, but then also lost a game. Germany lost in the group stages. But Brazil you... lost early on. Like, so many, like, it's just not true. It's just not true, Dave. It's not Talk about Newcastle. Right, okay. <laughs> just, yeah. just, right, we'll have a break. Which we'll <laughs> is just. Right, I'm I'm moving over to an international football podcast and I don't want to do Newcastle anymore. I'm going to have a break now and you can get another host for the second half. <laughs> Whoever is presenting this football podcast for the second half, we'll see you then. But thank you, it's been a good 10 years. Goodbye. <laughs> okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, my name is Rory Quinn, and I am your new host. No, it's me, it's things. I've decided. I've decided to. Um, I'm come, I've come back with my tail between my legs. I, I, I the first thing I did was approach uh, the BBC and ask if I could have my own podcast on there, talking about the World Cup. Um, <laughs> Well, There's never been a better time to start one. It's, it's not worked out, so I'm I'm back to host the Newcastle Natter, despite hating everything about it. Um, not true, of course. I've got a quiz for you. I, I feel like I might have hyped it too much, but I've, and I I don't know how easy or hard it is. But here we go. There's some things that I found quite interesting. Does it have a name, a la... No, because it's 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 a bit scattergun, and there's actually not that many questions. But here we go. So... Before we start, how do we do the answering? Do we write our answers down? I will tell you as we go. I will explain it as we go. The first question is about the World Cup. Right. What I'd like you each to do. <laughs> what I would like you each to do is uh, write down your answer. Oh shit! I'm gonna have to. All right, all right. You don't have to write it down. You can just keep it in your head. We've done this in the past. It's a trust-based thing. I'm writing down, but I'll trust Dave if he wants to go first. Okay. So the the question is: It's a difficult one. I wouldn't be surprised if neither of you get it. Which Newcastle United player has gone the furthest in World Cup history? And how far? 
did they go? They had to be playing for Newcastle when it happened. They were playing for Newcastle when it happened. They don't have to have been... I've got a cu- two questions in this related. They, they don't have to have played, but they had to have been in a World Cup squad. And is it only Premier League era? It's, it's the whole of time, but time. it does happen to be in the Premier League era. Oh, okay. They were a Newcastle United player when it happened. Oh. There's one that I'm not sure. Well, we'll come to it. I wouldn't, it's perfectly acceptable. I wouldn't be surprised if neither of you got it. But here we go. I'm going to ask uh, Dave, I'll ask you first. What's your guess? Have you got a guess? Givash. Givash. Uh, mm-hmm. You're referring, I assume, to France 98 there. Paul, uh, what's your answer? I crossed out Givash because I don't think we'd signed him by that point, but I'm not sure. I've gone Musa Sissoko. Okay. Uh, good uh, guesses from both of you. Uh, Givash, as I understand it, we had not signed him. My, thought, my source is not on this list. Sissoko, and what? And what, Where are you saying Sissoko got? Didn't to? he win? Sissoko was not a uh, Newcastle United player when they won the World Cup when he was in the uh, squad. I think he got to the quarterfinals when he was a Newcastle United player. Mm-hmm. I'll give you. Just, you can just now, just for fun, fire okay. out some guesses. Did he come on? No. Ooh, he would have been with Liverpool, I would imagine, when Germany. Yeah. David Santon? Uh, no. Uh, shall I tell you? I, I'll tell you that they were a runner up. Andros world. Townsend? <laughs> no. They played for France. They're a runner-up. Covan. No. Remy Cabella? No, it was in 2006. Goodbye. Shall I tell you? Please. Uh, hang on, hang they on. have been... They, Dolly. They, they are not the best player in Newcastle United's Premier League. <laughs> Sylvan Distan? Worse than that. Uh, ooh, Babiaro. No, he wasn't uh, France, was he? Oh, shall I tell you? Yeah. Please, boom, son. No way, no. <laughs> I'm looking at a picture of Boom Song receiving his runners up medal for the Jesus. 2006 World Cup. Another Newcastle United player who did uh, play, he was a Newcastle United player at the time, and he did play some minutes in that World Cup, won a third-place medal. Any guesses? Was that 2006? 
No, 2014. This, this he, he actually made a, a fairly memorable contribution to that work. Paducah? No, not runners-up. <laughs> what am I talking about? <laughs> Third place. Third place. You're not going to get it. It's fine. Who was it? It was Tim Krull. Oh, of course. Oh, he got subbed on, didn't yeah. he? For a penalty shootout. Okay. Yeah. I'll give you... I've got another question. I hope this... I hope this gets another... easier. <laughs> yeah, I'm, ho- I'm hoping this one isn't too hard. Uh, yesterday is the 21-year anniversary of... We're going into this Christmas in third place. 21 years ago, we went into Christmas in first place. Mm-hmm. Because 21 years yesterday, we played Arsenal at Highbury. And one three one. Oh, I've written Arsenal three one there. Yeah, so <laughs> I know. Sorry, I, I, I assumed you'd gotten that. It was a big. But game. who was top of the charts? <laughs> <laughs> uh, two players were sent off in that game. One for each side. Do you want to put in a guess each? I know the Newcastle one. Yeah. Trying to think of the arse. I think I might know both. Shall I go first? Go for it. Bellamy. Yeah. And Vieira. Dave, you got a guess for the Arsenal player? Dixon. No, you're both wrong on the Arsenal player. Do you want to have one more guess each? Yeah. Um... Keown. Oh, um, Paul's wrong. You've got one guess. Fuck! I can see him. No, no, can't pull his name. I want to say, sorry, Ray Parler. Oh yeah, wasn't who I was thinking of, but he looks in a bad way these days. (laughs) (laughs) He does, doesn't he? Lots of Twitter videos of him just hammered in public places. Yeah, he, but he's very like he's very much embracing his like public alcoholic persona. Yeah, well, he's sort of his life looks like a stag do, which just yes, he must get through some Gaviscon. But oh, I mean, not for me. The thing is, I get through some Gaviscon, and I don't have anywhere near as much fun. So, <laughs> to be honest, from the outside, it looks like he's having a good time. Good luck to him. So. Uh, the next game is, it's up to you, between you, who wants to go first. What I'm suggesting is, that game against Arsenal, I'm looking now at the lineup. I'm suggesting that we te- you take it in turns to name, to guess a player who was involved in that lineup. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what... It, do you think one life each for getting it, getting given a wrong one? Do you reckon two lives each? You can include players who uh, made it, if they made a subs appearance. That counts. 
In fact, I'll say one life each, maybe. In fact, I'll say if they're on, if they were on the subs bench, or in the first eleven, you don't lose a life. Okay. So you just take it in turns, one life each. Go on then. Go on then. Okay. Who wants to start? Paul. (laughs) Lauren Robert. Uh, I'll just double check. Correct. Yes, of course, he scored the 90th minute winner. Dave Watson. Ollie Bernard. Correct. Paul. Craig Bellamy. Correct. Mentioned already. Sent off. Two yellow cards. Alan Shearer. Correct. Scored a penalty. Andy O'Brien. Correct. Got a yellow card. (laughs) (laughs) Scored a goal, didn't he? Uh, Oh, yeah, he did. Titus Bramble. Titus Bramble. Uh, did not feature. I'm afraid when I said subs bench, I actually don't know. Who, I d- I've only got players who featured including <laughs> subs. Fuck. Including subs. So, uh, so that's oh, a good day. Was it Davis' ass alongside him at the back? Correct. Right Gary back. Speed. That's Dave's go. Right, yeah. I thought he'd lost his life. No, there's Gary. one life. Oh, yeah. Gary Speed? Correct, yes. Got a yellow card. <laughs> Solano? Correct. Dave? Oh. Acuna? No, that's not right. Wrong era, Robert. Yeah, that's way off. You're out by two or three years there. Yeah. So Was it Aaron Hughes in? Yes, well done, Paul. You given? Keep... Yes. You want to keep going? Did Paul still left? Life. Go on. There's a one centre mid left and that's it. Um, I'm just looking at it. It's a Bobby, real Bobby Robson lineup. We started with five defenders. Uh, we, <laughs> this lineup is attacking. <laughs> Kieran Dyer? Yes. That's 11, isn't it? Yeah, did somebody yeah. said Solano, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the only there's two subs who've not been mentioned. Uh, Lamano Lawalawa? Yes, got two Ooh. assists. Shola? Who's a defender? Griffin? I'll tell you. It was Sylvan Distan. Oh, good game. It was a good game. Um, just a point of order. Just, yes. We signed Givash before the 98 World Cup. Ooh. Oh, okay. We signed him in June and the World so Cup he won. in July. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. In that case, this article in the Shields Gazette is in <laughs> Fuck you, Shields Gazette. Maybe we sign. <coughs> yeah. yeah, okay. Fine. Yeah. Apologies. No, that's all right. It's not your fault. Okay. That was so... one of that was the sort of opposite <laughs> of the signing a player because they've had a good World Cup thing. 
I remember watching France 98 being really excited about Givash and it's just like watching a play you've signed have a shit World Cup and watching their <laughs> career vanish before they've even kicked a ball for you. So the next game the next game I've got for you is similar uh, but won't take as long. <coughs> tomorrow night is it tomorrow night or Wednesday night as we record? It's Tuesday night so Tomorrow, as we record, tonight, tonight, as we record, uh, Newcastle make their return to action in the Carabao Cup against uh, (laughs) who we playing Bournemouth. Jesus, it's not on my mind. I've just seen the greatest football match of all time. I'm not thinking about us playing Bournemouth in the Carabao Cup, right? Okay, but it's been called the Carabao Cup. Since the 2017-18 season. Same game. I'm going to say no lives. Paul went first that time. Dave, you can go first this time. The uh, Carabao Cup got its first sponsor in 1981. You don't have to do these in order. Oh, name God. sponsors. Take it in turns to name a sponsor of the League Cup. So Carabao, we're putting aside... To name another sponsor, uh, Coca Cola. Correct. Rumbelows. Correct. Milk. Correct. Worthingtons. Oh, Correct. There's three to go. There's three left. Carling. Ah, oh, shit. Paul Dillon JD Sports Incorrect, you lose Dave, do you want to have a get this two left, do you want to have a go? No, I'm I'm walking away with my head held high Okay, the two that we're missing are Littlewoods and Capital One Capital One. Uh, I would never have guessed Capital One. Uh, that question was inspired by Shoots, who tweeted us and said, the Carabao Cup, which has seen many names over the years, what has been your favourite sponsor of the League Cup and why? Well, now we know what they all are. I think the answer is obvious, right? Milk. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> and why? The answer is also obvious, right? <laughs> it's a cup sponsored by a foodstuff, not a brand. <laughs> So we're yes. sponsored by chickpeas. <laughs> <laughs> Mad. Yeah. You can't so that's, be sponsored I, by milk. I feel like that was more recent. Like, I remember that, but it, that stopped in 1986. But I guess people refer to it for, as that yeah. for a few years after. Because, yes, it was called the, the Milk Cup. Imagine. Fantastic. I would have liked it they just kept with, like, staples. Maybe not just foodstuffs, just, like... The steel cup. <laughs> Have you tried grass? Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. So we are playing uh, Bournemouth. Bournemouth in uh, the fourth round of the League Cup. <laughs> yes. My God. <laughs> yes. Well, sorry, people aren't coming here for detail. Don't worry. <laughs> I mean, it's not 
to turn my attention to the fourth round of the League Cup. It's it's pathetic. <laughs> um, I was watching the fucking friendly against Rio Vallecano. Yeah, fine. I did actually find out today that about 15, 20 minutes walk from my house this afternoon, the Newcastle under-21s played um, Crystal Palace at Dulwich Hamlet. It was a cracking game by all accounts. I could have gone to that to that match. I mean, I couldn't because I've got a child and apparently I'm supposed to fucking look after him. But, um, yeah, that would have been fun. Uh what are your thoughts on the Bournemouth game, Dave? Um, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how we come back from the, the break because we were flying before the, the World Cup. I think that's part of the reason why I resented it because we were in such good form and then suddenly stop, just finish, just go off and do some other things. We probably, from everything I heard from how um, he's saying that Wilson's fit and and that there's no nothing physically wrong with Bruno, and so these players should be available. But whether he'll start them in a competitive game when they only came back from the World Cup and the psychological impact of that, I don't know. Um, but quite a few of the normal first teamers got 90 minutes under their belt against uh, Raya Vicano on the weekend. I reckon, I reckon it's going to be a fairly scrappy game because I just don't think I can't imagine that we're going to be in our rhythm. So I think, I think we'll win. I think we're better than Bournemouth. I just, and I, don't, I don't think we've lost to them in the last like six times we've met. So I fancy us to win, but I'm just not expecting a particularly great game of football. Paul, yeah, I think it has the feel of a sort of nil-nil we win on penalties, sort of kind of like the Palace game, kind of attritional. I think the one good thing is we're we're playing on Boxing Day, so it's not the usual League Cup game where you have to field a weakened team because you're playing in three, four days. Mm. So I think we can field a strong 11, but I think one thing we've learned from the Palace game and Cambridge last season in the FA Cup is that we don't seem... We might talk about being up for cup games, but I don't think we're actually that bothered as a set of players. I hope that's different this time. What I'd yeah. like to think is that because oh, actually we're in a situation now where all our play, players need minutes as opposed to mm. need a rest. So I think that will mean a pretty strong lineup. Um, yeah. I've got a bit of a theory before the World Cup World Cup World Cup keep talking about World Cup but before the World Cup there was sort of a, a thinking that like teams who didn't have as many players in the World Cup might fare better because they get a winter break and I think that might ultimately prove true over the course of the season but actually I mean has, I mean I suppose no club in the Premier League has had like a large percentage of its squad play a lot of football over the course of the World Cup. Like, do you know what I mean? Play like six or seven games. But like, what I'm, I guess what I'm saying is, actually the standards at the beginning of, the more your players have played, you might actually do better at this stage, but it's towards the end of the season that they might be more tired than mm. 
yeah than, than squads that have had that rest now i think the good yeah. thing for us is all the teams we're competing with for that sort of top six or top four place their players have all played more minutes in the world cup and will all have midweek games for the foreseeable future where we won't so you would think we're better equipped to get through to the season without major problems. And I think one of the big things is is that because these the squads have been broken up um, for this for this break, where you know you, a lot of the the teams fighting it out at the top of the table will have coaches which drill in. This is the next game. This is how we play. This is the following game. This is how we train. Blah 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 blah. And it's like a regimented uh, thing that builds momentum as the season goes along. And we've suddenly just had this break, so it could be that there is throughout the league uh, a period of time where the like the wheels have to start spinning again before there's real traction. And for teams like us because we're not in as many competitions, the games will will come at a, at a reasonable rate so that our like lack of match fitness isn't as impactful as it is for teams like, like, like Man U and all the rest of them who are in European competition. So we could take advantage of it. And I think where us and Liverpool are the side in that, air, in that group that have had the least amount of players play the least amount of minutes at, away at the World Cup. So I don't know. I just I just want to get back to two points a game for the rest of the season. That, that's what. How I long? Want. How long has Sean Longstaff, for example, or Almiron, or any of them? How long have they had off? Have they just been Have they just been training the whole time? I think they had about a week two. off. Was it one week? I thought it was two. I'm not sure. Either way, yeah. But then they went to Saudi, had the sort of training camp there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James Armstrong asks Alexander Isaac Schrodinger's footballer. <laughs> I like that. I don't. I, mean, I don't think it's a surprise. We we weren't expecting him back um, anytime soon because it was a really bad injury, and we saw we saw him play against Liverpool. He looked outstanding. So I think because we've got the form that we have, we're not in any rush to to bring him onto the pitch early. Is he the next Carl Court? Oh, I hope not. I hope not. I think he's a level above. I mean, that's a, yes, of course, but I mean, that's a harsh reference to put in. But it it just occurred to me again, I remember Carl Court making an exciting impact and then disappearing and hearing that he's injured and it just sort of just the injury stories just seem to roll on and on and on until mm. yes. I might be wrong. I feel like Isaac didn't have a particularly bad record of injuries before coming to us. You have to hope it's a bit of an anomaly. It's not like Wilson where yeah. you're sort of guaranteed t- at least ten games out every season. Yeah. Right. So, like, uh, go no. on, Dave. I was just going to say, like I say, that because Wilson's scoring goals and Almiron's chipping in, and you know Bruno and Trippier and all the rest of them, we have got goals around the around the the squad. I don't think we we're in no rush to to, to get no. pitch too soon. No, no right. looking back to where we were before the World Cup, um, yes, it wasn't a problem at all. We were playing amazingly. 
Mm. We're playing on Boxing Day away at Leicester, where I would much rather be than Buenos Aires. <laughs> um, it's it's on Amazon Prime. I think all the three o'clock kickoffs are on Amazon Prime. Is that the deal? Anyway, we only uh. care about this one. But that's, I'm quite excited about that, being able to watch us on Boxing Day with my brother. Nice. Um, I'm going to be with the in-laws, so I might miss it. Predictions, thoughts about that game? It's hard to say, really, isn't it? Because you don't know where we're all... Yeah, I would say over the last few months of the season, Leicester was sort of up with us in terms of form after their awful starts. It's sort of... It's, it depends on which Leicester come back after the break. If it's early season Leicester or mid-season Leicester, because they seem like two completely different teams. Do you want to give us a scoreline? I think 2-1 Leicester. Oh. Dave? 1-1. Uh, I think um, I think we're still too good at, in, in defence. I, I don't think that... Um, I don't think the, the, the break is going to impact the back of our team. I think it's only going to impact the front. I'm going to be positive and say that there's, we were flying before the break. There's no reason that we can't continue to fly. Fly, fly, fly. Uh, I think we'll win 2-1. Okay. That'd be swell. And then maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll fit in a podcast before our New Year's Eve game. Uh, so, yeah, any anything else you'd like to say? <laughs> Generally? Um, just in general, is there anything you'd like to add before the end of the podcast? Um, the the rumours that we were going to sign that Napoli winger for like 50 million, I can't even begin to pronounce his, no. his name. Um there is no chance of that happening. He signed for them in July. They're top of the table. They're in the Champions League, like last 16. He's got like 11 goal, goals. Like he's got six goals, five assists. There is no way he's he's moving this window. Um, we're going to get linked with everybody, but just trust that so far... The owners have got a really good strike rate with this with the recruitment. So if we are to buy somebody in January, I've got total faith that it'll be a good signing. Paul? Yeah, just everyone have a really good Christmas and stay safe. Oh yeah, yeah shit, I should have said that. Yeah. Sorry, just yeah. stay safe, guys. <laughs> yes, Merry Christmas if you celebrate. Not that anyone does anymore. Oh god, here he goes again. Oh god, here he goes. He's off. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Uh, enjoy it. And we'll um, see you on the other side. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.